90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, you guys. We are back. Season 10 rocks on for 90s Now. Adam, Kel, how are you? Still happening. Great. (laughs) You're still happening. That's positive. (laughs) Uh, You know what we're going to get into today, you guys? We'll tell you which singer kind of cringes when he hears some of his own music. That sucks. And when we tell you who it is, man, oh, man, you're going to think, hmm, so much for that 40-year career. Uh, <laughs> and we spoke a, f- a few weeks ago about uh, what life after Shakespeare would look like for Denzel Washington. And, uh, well, now we know for sure that someone's going to get punched. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you what that means. <laughs> There's also been some movement on the Madonna biopic and movement on the uh, settling of uh, Prince's estate, which is a pretty big deal when you consider that he's been gone for almost six years. Um, we'll also do Kelly's trivia. We've got a 90s rewind to highlight some of the great female voices from the year that Dawson's Creek debuted. Ooh. I know. This is coming from a freak for the creek. <laughs> uh, also, it seems that the uh, Spears family continues to show its true self. Uh, and there's a new book to prove it, so I think we should start there. Uh, Jamie Lynn Spears has written a new book, because that's what the world's been waiting for. (laughs) That should clear everything up, said no one ever. (laughs) What's that? That and sliced bread. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Well, it seems that uh, the good news to come out of the Free Britney movement over the past couple of years has been uh, that Britney's not taking nothing from nobody, not Mm. even her own siblings, Um, which, by the way... I don't know if I'm ignorant or if he just isn't as blonde as he could be, but they've got a brother? (laughs) Brian, I believe it is. Brian, right. Not Gary. Yeah. Gary. Uh, Brian, the older brother who rode Sidewagon on this uh, gravy train while milking the Britney cash cow. How many other (laughs) euphemisms can I make? Um, (laughs) But this dud is... uh, well, according to Brittany and what she said was that they only showed up when she posted on social media that she was having some issues, which prompted the whole Free Britney movement to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Jamie Lynn Spears' book should be what, like riddled with pictures or drawings or something? Pictographs, Sharon. <laughs> don't I sound mean? But really, who wants a book from her? <laughs> like, like, why don't you be more obvious that you're just going for more of a money grab on your sister's She name? wants a book from her. But apparently also, I, I'm not sure if it's in the article I sent you or I just saw it this morning, but um, uh, Jamie Lynn has decided not to go on a book tour uh, <laughs> because... <laughs> She doesn't uh, want to give it all away. Yeah, well, I heard that that because that she r- wrote this book to heal and is not trying to make like a uh, you know a, a profit, like a massive profit off it. So oh, is that right? That's what I've read. I'm not sure how much that is allegedly or true or not to confirm, denying. Who knows? But that's what I, I did read, and I also read that she's going to give some proceeds uh, to charity although she doesn't want to name the charity because because it's her and her brother yeah (laughs) maybe Uh, apparently when she was gonna do the charity thing the last time around uh, like when she announced the book or something the charity actually said no because of the bad press (laughs) so can you imagine that's pretty telling when the the charity says don't don't give us money please no (laughs) (laughs) i don't know which charity it was but uh, apparently that was uh was what was on the on the table i read that as well 
Wow. Well, I, it just, it strikes me as very obvious that mm. it's not, does she have a side of the story? Well, because it the seems like it was everybody sus- against The timing Brittany. is suspect, right? Like, yes. And it's just too, like, she, you know, apparently the book is, and I'm saying apparently a lot, but I'm just making sure that we are apparent in what we're doing. <laughs> um, oh, good use of the word then. <laughs> exactly. She does not, she's trying to tell her story. To heal from it is the line that I read. Although, again, timing suspect, like, why did you not put this out two years ago or in a year from now? Or I don't know. But like... Because it doesn't sound like it's going to be her story. Wasn't there like an astronomical number of references to Britney? I'm assuming, you know. Like, I I read that in an article uh, last week that it was like hundreds of times the word Britney or the name Britney is mentioned in this book. So I'm not sure what she's healing from her... Well, a... Apparently, again, her uh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, yeah, her parents were not too kindly to her either. Uh, that's another article I read today that they were very controlling towards her, very controlling when she got pregnant as a teen and wanted to keep it secret because she had a career at that point, right, with her acting Zoe career. 101. Yeah. And so I think they were trying to protect her to keep the money rolling in there as well. Is Zoe what I- 101, which uh, Brother Brian was uh, on the production team. Oh, did he bring the water? Well, he might have done something okay. like that. His <laughs> list of uh, credits, um, I, I, I just did a quick search, don't really extend far beyond his sisters. Okay. So go get him, Brian. Yeah, you don't hear, you don't hear much about him, to be honest. Like, I, you really don't. So I'm not, I'm not sure what his involvement is or isn't. But what's very upsetting in the last week surrounding our recording of this show is that um, – it's gotten very contentious between Brittany and Jamie Lynn on social media, which is not mm-hmm. the place you'd like a family discussion, if you will. No, and even no. Brittany said that, too. It's so tacky that we're having our family fight so much in the in the press yep. um, that uh, what I, I find compelling about Brittany Spears is that she's still positive toward her sister at the end, like, I know your heart better than anybody thinks I do kind of thing. But what I like that she said, because she's getting her feisty back, is that she she said, or she wrote, quote, so go ahead and say whatever you want. It's so tacky for a family to fight publicly like this. (laughs) You say you love me, yet your loyalty is still with the people that hurt me the most. And then she went on to say that the thing that saddens her the most is that when all of this happened to her, when I called you from that place, you would take days to respond. Imagine, Brittany confessed about... uh, uh, needing her sister when she was scared. One of my biggest things that sort of irks me in, in any situation is people being scared. Right. So there's no question that Britney Spears was scared because she had a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, all those things. And then the other rippling out of family sort of being too close and you don't know who you can trust. So, of course, she was scared. What, what else would she have been? Mm-hmm. And that your own siblings are looking to to you know monetize how that can benefit them. I don't like that. My only thing is like when Britney was going through the I think the 2007 drama, you know, that was around the time from what I understand that Jamie Lynn was pregnant and going through her own situation. So I cut her some slack if that was, you know what I mean, like if she was wrapped up. Plus I don't think she was in Hollywood at the time. I think she was living in Louisiana. So, oh, yeah. You know what? I do remember that, too. And yeah. funny thing, when you talk about the parents being controlling, they obviously weren't that controlling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> their teenage daughter got pregnant. 
Yeah, right. There's that. There's <laughs> that too. But I. But the thing that I've noticed, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm suspect about this book coming out now. But I will say, over the years leading up, I've only ever heard Jamie Lynn be supportive of Britney. So I kind of was a bit surprised that this has taken a turn between the two of them because. I never like I never saw it in their history leading up. So the fact that now Britney's lashing out at everybody, it does surprise me because I, from what I've only ever seen in the media, Jamie Lynn has always been supportive of Britney. So, you know. She needed to get some money though. Yeah, but like I mean back in the day she would have been bringing in her own money like with the show and whatever else she had going on at that point. So and I realize like maybe Britney was the cash cow for the entire family. I don't, you know, I don't know, but I I am I mean from what I've seen, Jamie Lynn has been consistent in her support over the years. So it's only been now, like, with this book, like, what's going on, you know? And I, I will say this also. I'm still a bit concerned about Britney's, um, like, uh, you know, mental mental her state. Her well-being? Yeah, like, her mental well-being. Because I feel like some of her comments are a bit, uh, like, they just seem a bit erratic, Mm-hmm. So I'm. I, I really hope somebody is still watching out for her in 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 whatever the best way possible is. And so we like, should do it. Sorry, <laughs> we should do <laughs> we that should job. Do <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I, I. It's just like I'm not sure if it's because she's not used to having the freedom that she's blurting out so much. But there's so much coming from Britney on her social media now uh, that it it makes me a little concerned about. Um, yeah, just like where she's at mentally. Like, I just want to make sure she's yeah. okay. Like, that's what you and I and Adam have been saying for years. Like, we want her yeah. to be okay. And so I just hope that she is and that she does have support around her that legitimately cares about her well-being as opposed to her being a money-making machine. Well, maybe she's just getting it all out of her system. So if she's blurting. It's just releasing the negativity and then she can start fresh because she'll never go back and go, oh, yeah, and then this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now now it's all out. Or maybe it's almost I feel there's out. more coming, Sharon, before the next single. <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, soon enough, uh, she'll be a trivia question, won't she? <laughs> At least I could get that one right. <laughs> Depends how I worded, Adam. Depends how I worded. <laughs> now, trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. So this will be an educational um, trivia for all of us this week. Oh, Uh -oh. effort. Yay. So we're going to start with art and literature. Okay. All right. Jamie Lynn Spears. This sounds sounds promising. (laughs) Um, Terrible Tutors and Vicious Vikings are titles from which famous educational book series that started in the 90s? Sharon? Go, Sharon. Do I look confident? Not at all. <laughs> I look constipated, I think. A little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, Harry Potter. Oh, good guess. No. Mm-mm. Adam? Mm, yeah. I have no idea. All Ooh, right. Sharon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One more, know. Sharon. Give it a go. Do you have anything? Uh, no, I thought I did, but I don't okay. think it's a book. <laughs> you faked me out. Um, I've never even heard of this. Horrible Histories. Wow. Never heard of it. Never heard of that it That was either. an educational book series that started in the 90s. What 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 was it called? Horrible, Horrible Histories. Histories. And here's the thing. Like, when I saw from, you know, the fancy trivia questions that we have, um, and I saw art and literature, I was like, this will make us look intellectual. And look at that. It did not do it that. Does. 
It totally did not. Because we're all like, what's it called? Adam, Sharon looked like she had a, a condition and Adam looked confused. Well, it's British. We would we would have not heard of it as, British. as kids. Well, it's in the cards that I paid good money for. Anyways. Uh, did you get them from Britain? <laughs> the series has sold over 25 million copies in over 30 languages. So why didn't we, we hear about it then? You know why? Because we're I don't not know. stats. I will not be a statistic. I did not. Uh, buy that series. Here's a question for you, Sharon. Have you ever heard, because I, I stopped calling British artists British artists for the main, you know, because I read somewhere that they prefer to be called English. English artist, blah, blah, blah. Is that true? Do you think? I'm sure they appreciate the blah, blah, blah at the end, too. Uh, well, is it true? Uh, I've called them Brits, mostly because of the Brit Awards. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the British the, the Invasion. Awards. And the what? The British Invasion, exactly. Yeah. So uh, so sometimes you don't get to choose your nickname. Yeah, because I like, mm. like, British artist sounds cool. English artist also, but it's like there's more of an effort in the getting it out. More hoity-toity. It's true. <laughs> Question number two from the sports category. Um, let's hope for the best here. Which tennis player was beaming with joy when he won the men's singles at the 1998 U.S. Open Championship? Sharon. Go, Sharon. Stefan Edberg. Oh, that's a left field guess. I know, because he was cute. Yeah. <laughs> I even forgot he existed in life. Um, no, Adam. Can I hear the question again? Which tennis player was beaming with joy when he won the men's singles at the 98 U.S. Open Championship? Andre Agassi? Good guess, but no. Ready for this? Patrick yes. Rafter. Oh, who? yeah. Patrick who? very confused. Rafter. Yeah. I, How uh, have I never heard of him? I love tennis. I read a lot about he's, tennis. For I've sure, he was him, like, a, like a, a decent player because even I, who don't follow tennis, know... Like who? Like I know the name. So, huh. and he won an open, and he was beaming with pride. I think it was. Do you remember Sharon? Um, I believe it was Monica Sellis who would yell a lot on the court. Oh my gosh, there's <laughs> she's a yeller, that's for sure. There's another one whose name escapes me, but I just watched her the other night at the Australian Open, and you're like, that's a lot. Like I get, I get that you have to hit the the ball hard, and I get that the full swing takes a full physical actual. Mm -hmm. effort mm -hmm. but are you not tiring yourself by grunting like that like it's a like dial it back a notch lady yeah just well and there's some guys that do it too Eddie so it's Murray, not just, i think is one of them right oh just zip it you know <laughs> just hit the ball back and forth and better than the other person but i've had the same thought process as you that the screaming would it's then tire you out quicker Mm-hmm. you need water and honey yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know who I don't think screams but um, gets angry is Serena. I she, love Serena. Yeah, she's intense, man. Yeah, yeah. If you take her off, watch out. <laughs> You're going to get a ball in the head. Exactly. Back to you, Sharon. Where are we going to go? Back to me. Well, you know what? We are, um, first of all, sidebar, uh, uh, Serena is a fun follow on uh, Instagram. Yeah. That's for sure. Because she features her little girl quite a bit. And she it's so cute. Because, Olympia. Yeah. And she does all these fun, cute toddler things. And, and her mother just laughs. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at her. 
Uh, okay, so we're coming up on uh, the sixth anniversary of Prince's passing. Wow. And that means the sixth anniversary of when the tax man has been going for their share of the estate government fund, right? Mm-hmm. That's just what happens. Um, and the government were alleging that the number was far greater than Prince's executors were indicating. Obviously, they were indicating lower because that would mean having to pay lower taxes. But the value is almost double their claim of $82 million, uh, which isn't isn't a little bit of money. It's $82 million. But uh, it has been determined that Prince's estate is valued at $156.4 million. I find that low. I know. I knew you would. When you consider that Bruce Springsteen's catalog just before the end of 2021, he sold his publishing catalog to uh, his record company for uh, $500 million. That's just the music. And granted, he had a few years on uh, Prince in making music, Mm -hmm. like recording albums, whatever, but still, five hundred million for just music, and Prince's estate is valued at one fifty six point four million. So that could very well mean that he didn't invest well. Uh, he didn't. He obviously he didn't have a will, right? Mm. I also so heard he a, spent a lot of money. Well, you know what? And if you have it, spend it. Why not? Because otherwise, there's just going to be grabbies coming after grabbies. you. Uh, after you die, and they just want your stuff. So he's got no will. <laughs> he's got no like indicated. Uh, heirs Mm -hmm. so isn't it the three eldest of his heirs his family that will get the uh aren't there like lion's share isn't there like six i think there's a there's a bunch there's like i think one of the sisters that i think he was tight with um and then there was like but yeah there's like i want to say six there could be nine like there i remember there was like a a group and then it was and chances are there's gonna be more (laughs) i think there was like a cousin that came out of the woodworks at one point or a nephew or something so so $156.4 million, that's pre-paying the tax on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the, the good news is that the government dropped its uh, accuracy penalty, whatever the <laughs> heck that is, $6.4 million. Any way that they can give you a penalty or find a new way to take more of your money, I think the government will do that. Um, so they don't have to suffer the consequence of an accuracy penalty, but still 156.4, pay the taxes, and I'm not sure what the percentage is on that. Who knows if he was up to date and paying his taxes in the first place? I don't know this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then divide that by however many people are coming in to say that they are eligible. And I can't – that's a lot of money that you'd have to to spend to make yourself yeah. deem – or deem yourself or have it be deemed that you are, you know, eligible to have any part of that. So I really feel like Prince – and obviously I don't know this, but I really feel like he was so into his art and his daily life and doing what he needed to do that yeah. the little things didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like dotting the I's and crossing the T's and who was going to have, you know, th- his remnants when he left and like all that. I just feel like he was so artistic that it just yeah. didn't matter as long Agreed. as he had money to spend on his clothes and his music videos and whatever else he was wanting to pay for. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. But you know what? He lived well. He was happy. And he made music from start to finish. I wonder who um, will end up owning his discography, though. Has that been? I don't think that's been determined yet, right? Because to me, that's going to be worth a lot, whoever owns that, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, they didn't indicate that that was part of his estate, or did they? 
Because I, I didn't like see I said, that. Part. That would seem like it would be worth more than that. Yeah. Maybe the I don't know. We'll have to keep on digging. We shall. We will get to the bottom of this, even if we have to go straight to the top. <laughs> Where's the top, Sharon? <laughs> or we'll wait for someone to write that article, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> That's most likely. <laughs> How about uh, we'll uh, shift over to another superstar who is alive and well uh, and a fun follow on social media, Madonna. Badada. Hey Badada. <laughs> there is a, a biopic that's uh, been a long time coming, and really there's no date in sight for when this is even going to start. Mm-hmm. It's been years, um, right? We've talked about this. It's been years. Yeah. Years and years. And this, the, the bulk of the story that we're about to sort of tackle will indicate that they're really not moving too quickly at this time. But there is some movement on another possible co-star or at least another assignment to a character in, uh, in the movie slash in Madonna's life. And that is the role of Debbie Mazar, who's she's just super cool mm-hmm. um, and, and pretty regular. I mean, f- f- she ended up getting... Uh, TV roles, movie roles. Uh, she's got Moxie. She's she's a character almost of herself, and uh, Julia Fox kind of looks like her, so that would help in uh, mm. them considering her. And I put to uh, them in air quotes, actually, considering Julia Fox as uh, as a possibility for Debbie Mazar. <laughs> Again, possibility, just being considered. That's all. You There's know what's hilarious confirmed. to me is that I honestly had no idea who Julia Fox was up until about 10 days ago when I found out she was dating Kanye West. Ah. Oh, she's the one dating Kanye. Yeah, and it's because all of a sudden Lucky I'm like, her. it was almost like um, sensory overload because it was like, you know, she's a new girl in Kanye's life. So, like, we're kind of knowing about this and, like, and, and you know, me being a top 40 announcer, I, I need to know what's going on. So I'm like, okay, who's this girl, blah, blah, blah. And then next thing I see her in a Madonna like Instagram post, and I'm like, "What's Madonna doing hanging out with Kanye's girlfriend?" <laughs> and then I find out that she was really got her break. It sounds like in Uncut Gems, which was a 2019 Adam Sandler film. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of interesting, like how it's it. I find when you become the it girl, or she's on the cusp of maybe being the it girl, it's like it feels like they come out of nowhere, and then they they just go whoom, like super big, and they're in six movies, and they're doing this, and they're on television shows. And then, it, like, it peters out a bit because, like, yeah. I find that happened with Jennifer Lawrence. You know, like, she'll, you know, she's still around, but for a while it was just, like, she was in everything, you know, and yeah. Emma Stone, like, same thing. And I feel like this could be this Julia Fox girl. So we'll see. Time will tell. We'll see if her it uh, factor is able to uh, withstand the test of time to get this biopic made. <laughs> we'll see how long she dates Kanye West if she makes it to the end of the month. <laughs> Good luck to her on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, elsewhere in movies, though, uh, we did talk about this a couple of weeks ago, and this is a little more concrete about what Denzel will do next. Denzel Washington, just in case you've... Uh, the one been... and only. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Equalizer 3. How about that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what he acknowledges... Is it there was an Equalizer 2? <laughs> well, I didn't know either. Okay. But I'm happy to know that he's the guy that's doing the job. He also acknowledges the uh, the roller coaster nature of his business uh, when he joked from the tragedy of Macbeth and then going and beating some people up. Can't get any better, right? So I got to get in shape and start beating people up again, end quote. <laughs> that's the businessman. And uh, he can do anything, Denzel, that's for sure. I love so. him and anytime there's like some kind of, you know, uh, action movie or crime caper like you just the minute he's in it you buy into it 
Like it's yeah. it's it's over because he's he's, he's that he, damn good. Yeah, he's that damn good. Yeah, it's true. Uh, okay, so we talked at the beginning about uh, a singer that actually cringes at the sound <laughs> of his own voice. Are you ready for this? You guys know, but like Bono, this shocked me. Me yeah, too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Because he also comes with an air of confidence that uh, people either like or don't like. Um, but I always appreciated how his voice started, how it represent. It represented how young he was, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, it, you know, and the content of what they were singing was never light, you know. Um, but he's quick to point out that his band sounds incredible. He acknowledges that, that when he hears a song on the radio, he cringes and, and sort of blushes. But that the band sounds incredible, but he thinks his voice does not sound incredible. And he says that uh, the problem is, he thinks the problem is the Irish macho voice that comes across as strained which I thought was part of the charm. The strain of it, to me, was like, this guy means it, you know? Yeah, like, but- I'm appalled. I'm appalled, Sharon, because, like, he's, he's, he's you too. He's Bono. It's like this, like, we've known, like, my whole life he's been around, so. Well, you picked the right emotion because with his real name being Paul. Right. I'm appalled. You should be appalled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but- what he also acknowledges is that he's learned to sing. Later in life, he's learned to sing. So that's probably what's fueling his disdain for what he used to do. But I think you have to separate it and maybe not tell your friends that you hate it so much. Here's a thought, though. Like, do you remember when Madonna did Evita and then she got super hoity-toity with the singing because she had been, like, trained classically or whatever for this? Yeah. I didn't like what kind of came immediately after that because she was... (laughs) doing whatever she was doing and i'm like go back to you know grooves in the heart or whatever the heck you're you know like material girl like be that girl but imagine if you had the opportunity to interview her at that time and you said that (laughs) i don't like what you're doing i like that though you wouldn't have (laughs) yeah because like it's like and that's why i don't think bono should say i've just learned to sing and you know in the last because like because to me that almost i mean again you know have your own opinion and i know I've heard myself sing on, uh, you know, songs. And when I hear back, like, you're always like, "Uh, I should have hit that better, you know. So I I don't know if that's what he's doing. But I don't think he should almost in a way disrespect his fans who have loved all. Like, there's so many songs. Like, I mean, he mentioned that a couple of songs that he can listen to. But, like, you know, I love Lemon. Does does that mean he hates Lemon? Like, it might be. But I think the thing is also when we read articles like this, they take the content of, of of something else, so a conversation that he would have had in an interview where it might have sounded a little more fluid, conversational, and less like yeah. Bono says he hates his, his own guts, yeah. you know? Like, so, because we, we can read this article to the end, mm-hmm. and there's some tone from the, uh, the uh, journalist that wrote it. So, mm. but, I mean, he obviously... If we if we met Bono today, he would say, no, don't like it that much. He also doesn't like his band name, though. Oh, that too, yeah. I, and now I, was I having can't a bad imagine day. them not being called U2. You know what I mean? Like, I can't well, imagine Well, I like it. that he acknowledged that the uh, that the his the, the, their first manager said, it's going to look great on a T-shirt. Letter, number, that's it. You know, it's going to be great. So I'm down. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. There's very little about you two that I don't like. So and I think that's fact. the only thing that matters. <laughs> exactly, fans like it. Yeah, stop talking about it. 
Bono. Um, <laughs> fun fact also, if we can bring it back to the movies, though, is that um, your song saved my life from, was it Sing 2? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, U2 has been shortlisted for an, for uh, Oscar consideration for best song, which, by the way, don't be uh, misled by the term shortlisted because it's actually still very long. Isn't it like, like 15 of them or something? Yeah, that's not short. Yeah. <laughs> If I get it's short, if you if you uh, maybe think that there's all the songs in the world yeah. are in the running, but they're not, and that's not a short list. The short list to me is when you have the short list when it's here are the nominees. Yeah, like five or four. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Anyways, fingers crossed for what <laughs> I hope is a better sounding song than Bono thinks he made. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys uh, ready for a '90s rewind? So ready. We made it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I love making that sound now. It's super uh, groovers in the heart. Uh, okay, so we're going to go back to when Dawson's Creek debuted on TV. When was like, that? That was like this week-ish in 1998. All right. You would have been in bed, Adam. Yep. <laughs> uh, By 7.30 p.m. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and being a freak of the creek, as I mentioned before, it, it wasn't even my demographic. I was 30, or just about to be 30, and this was, you know, teenagers in high school. Uh, but they did it really well. Um, and what they did also was uh, give uh, Paula Cole's hit song at that time even more attention with I Don't Want to Wait. I don't want to wait. <laughs> it's like she's here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I said we'd go all female on uh, on the '90s rewind from this weekish in uh, 1998. And how about you were meant for me, highlighting the power of the softness of Jewel. Mm. She was she lived in her car. Is she Did still she? married to the cowboy? No way. I think that's over. I don't know. I think she was married to a cowboy whose name Troy. No, what is it? Troy the cowboy. <laughs> 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 that almost sounds like the mascot for a new up-and-coming fast food restaurant. <laughs> His name was a Ty Murray. Yes. Oh, close. Close. Ty the cowboy. Uh, I think it's over, though. <laughs> well, it didn't stand a um, chance. They announced their split in July 2020. And you know what happened then? He rode off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they remained friends. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So he wasn't meant for her in the end. Uh, <laughs> how about another badass female? Fiona Apple's third single from her debut album would be the biggest hit from Tidal. And the song was Criminal, which at this point in 1998 was at number 31. Uh, nice balance of femininity when the Spice Girls were spicing up your life. How about that? Colors of the world. <laughs> I'll start. You guys finish. Uh, Missy Elliott. Sock it to me? Come oh, on. Yeah. Put DeBrad in there, too. The first chart hit for Missy Elliott and uh, pretty much gave the world fair warning it, that we'd be in for something spectacular from her at every single turn. Uh, and you know who else was on the list? Top five, 1998, January? Janet. <laughs> yes. That's my guess. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Way to take your time with that one. Uh, together again. Actually, was uh, I don't know personally, tremendously powerful song that uh, I still hear at exactly when I need it. So that's the power of music right there, and that is your '90s rewind. The Thank power you, Sharon. Of Janet. 
That's all I have. <laughs> Ta-da! I love Janet. you both. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you for that. And thanks, you guys. Fun chat today. As always. As always. As huge. Apparently. Uh, and what's that? <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently it was fine. Yeah, apparently fine. Allegedly, it might be better next week. Uh, thank you for uh, finding us wherever it is that you do that and for listening and passing it on. We appreciate that you listen to 90s Now. Still happening.